0: Judge Adrian Fry is a circuit court judge for District 19. She chats with Charlie and Katie about what drew her to want to become an attorney. She also talks about how she thought taking a job in Clarksville after law school would lead her back home to Nashville. But she would fall in love with Clarksville and call this city home. She also talks about starting her own law firm and the process of being appointed to the circuit court. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. You've got this smile on your face, and I know why you have this smile on your face.
1: It's because she's with us.
0: Uh, but that's it. That's
1: it. <laughs>
0: but before we get to all your recent details, we want to learn about you.
1: Well,
2: what would you like to know most?
1: <laughs> now you told, you told us that you were originally from Brentwood. When did you
2: move to Clarksville? I moved here just about 12 years ago, okay. right after law school. So
1: you and I moved here. I moved here 14 years ago. So we moved here about the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So you got out of law school and came to Clarksville? I did. I had a job that started out. The law firm had an office here in Clarksville and one in Nashville. Okay. So I thought I was going to transition back to Nashville, but I ended up loving Clarksville.
1: Falling in love with What is it you love so much about Clarksville?
2: You know, when I went to undergrad and law school, I was away from Middle Tennessee for about seven years. Okay. And when I came back, I wanted to have the community feeling that kind of that I left. Mm -hmm. But in that seven years, Nashville became the it city. And it seemed like it was just just had kind of gotten a little uh, a little busy. Yeah. So Clarksville, I've found that has a really wonderful community. I have an eight year old daughter and she Mm -hmm. absolutely loves the area. And we have we go to Rotary Park and we're in Rotary every Thursday morning Mm -hmm. at 645 with friends and just the community feeling of it
1: yeah, it is a good place to raise kids. I think it's big enough that there's things to do, but yet it's small enough that you still have that tribe or that group of people to kind of
2: support you
0: so what what made you want to become an attorney?
2: That's kind of a funny <laughs> question. <laughs> it wasn't you hear kids that say, "I want to be a lawyer when I grow up or I want to be a you know attorney or a judge. And for me, it really wasn't until I was actually an undergrad at U t that I realized engineering was not for me, Uh and I didn't like math that much. And so one of the classes, we had to take an aptitude test. Uh And when we got our scores back, I guess the professor at the time said, you know, you have a really interesting score. You are off the charts for for the legal field, for for the Mm -hmm. law practice. And so it was then that I just kind of, all of a sudden, it dawned on me, well, that might be something to try. So that's kind of how I got started.
0: So you, you did that part way through college, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then so I know it takes a long time and I should have a law degree for as long as I was in college, but so how long <laughs> he has a,
1: he has a minor in partying. Yeah, I exactly. can tell. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. What what was the process like? You get your undergrad, then you go to law school. How long does that take?
2: So for me, fortunately, I was pretty driven in undergrad. I did it in four years. Oh my and word. Then I know it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents were happy, and and then um, law school is an additional three years. Yeah. So some people take a year off, but I just plugged on through. I had uh, of, a, course oh no. yeah, of course she <laughs> I did. Yes. Of course she. I think. Um, and I had a scholarship to go to law school. I so I went to the University of Tennessee. Go Vols! Even though um, this year it's not looking so good for them. They're gonna be all right. All right. They're it's working, a rebuilding they're year. Working
0: on it. Right? They're working on it. They're working on it.
2: So, I'm an I mean, an we're not fan. Razorback
0: fans. I'm so an Arkansas fan, so us. hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you get through law school, you get a job, you end up in Clarksville, you start your own firm, right?
2: I did. I started it pretty, pretty quick into the law practice. I guess I had a job with a firm um, initially out of law school, and then I went in with another private practitioner. Um, and then from there, I did open up my own law practice with uh, with Tim Barnes. Yeah. He's now the yeah. juvenile court judge. And we had a law association once he left to go be the juvenile court judge. Then Stephanie Ritchie Mize joined. And we've had Fry and Ritchie, an all-female firm for, uh, gosh, going on about nine years. Wow. You
0: know, that seems to be a theme in Clarksville. There are many
2: Female attorneys.
0: Yeah, and, and powerful ones that become judges and all that. And we'll and we'll get there. But I you know, I met her a few years ago. It was probably two thousand eleven or Probably. 10 or yeah. 11. Uh she did some work for us. So we definitely don't want to talk about that. But that's when I met her <laughs> and and got to understanding who she is mm-hmm. and uh the things she helped us with. So I've told you before. Thanks for that. Well, but anyway, so I've, I've known her actually longer than I thought. Because mm-hmm. when I look well, time at she, I think oh, huh? I've known her about three years, but it's been about right. 10.
2: It passed Oh, quickly. wow. It I has. Know. Time does fly, doesn't it? It, it certainly does. does. Good thing we're not getting older.
0: But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good thing.
2: <laughs> I
1: know, right? So now recently you were appointed as one of our new judges.
2: That's correct. So what was it that made you want to pursue that path? Sure it's kind of it's interesting it was always I guess as a legal practitioner, I would loved private practice mm-hmm. a lot of attorneys I think just get the the rap that it's the the daily grind but mm-hmm. for me, I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed the advocacy but there was always that kind of aspiration to to look at look at an uh, another way to serve the community mm-hmm. and actually when judge Ayers um, who is a complete rock star. We yes, are she super, is. super lucky to have her from the area. But when she was appointed to the Court of Criminal Appeals, um, I started thinking about going ahead and putting my name in for the application process. And I had a lot of encouragement from the community, from our judicial community to do so. And then Judge Hicks, uh, he personally called me up and said, you know, I'd like you to consider putting your name in for my seat because I'll be retiring and uh, you know, I'll announce my official retirement in a few weeks. And with that encouragement as well, I really got the ball rolling. And mm-hmm. and it's kind of like they say, you know, the best job to have is one that you're not looking for at the moment. And so right. it really was pushed me in that direction. And I prayed about it a lot. I spoke with my family about it. And um, and the process has been just beyond rewarding. Mm. Um, the process kind of gets a bad rap sometimes because it is arduous to go ahead and And put in the application, you have to do a vacancy interview that I think ours was a public interview that lasted six hours. Oh, good night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you uh, you um, eventually the top three candidates go Mm -hmm. with the governor for an interview and then his legal team. So it's it's quite a process. And in the meantime, you have to be working your real job, too. So. So how long did that process
1: from beginning to end take?
2: That's a good question. It was several months. So mm-hmm. we had the application deadline in April, and then um, I received the phone call from the governor's office August 13th. Friday the 13th, I got the call that wow. I had uh, achieved the position. So, But in the meantime, there's a lot of background work that you do, too, mm-hmm. just making sure that you've got connections and that you're, um, that you're the most fit applicant for the position. It's a lot of work.
0: I guarantee it's a lot of work. And, you know, I was going to ask you um, who your local mentors are, but but you've named a couple already. But is there somebody that has really just propped you up during your career to help get you to where you are?
2: Of course. And I don't want to leave anybody off, but you you hit the nail on the head, Charlie, when you said we have a strong legal community, especially with with our female bar. And Mm -hmm. I'd say that. A lot of those ladies I've looked up to from private practice early on um, until achieving this position. Uh, Of course, my law partner, Stephanie, uh, she's been a friend and a mentor of mine and Judge Ayers, Judge Alita, Judge Massey Grimes. We have Mm -hmm. um, Magistrate Travis, Ashley Travis. We had a picture that I think got somewhere around 700 likes on someone's Facebook Uh page, but it was just the female members of I the saw judiciary, that. yes, mm-hmm. and it was, and we actually had the uh, the Tennessee Bar Association reach out and say, you know, we want to do do something to promote mm-hmm. female, uh, fem- women in the judiciary.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um. So now, <clears throat> with heirs being appointed and then Hicks retiring, is there still one position left?
2: Well, that position's also been filled. So that's okay. Judge Ayer's position, and that's uh, Robert Bateman.
1: Okay, I, I,
2: I didn't know. I was and just he's curious. doing a fantastic yeah. job. He had a tremendous surrounded by out. all these females. <laughs> yeah. We well, yeah, love it. So, and and the and the uh, the whole entire judiciary in our 19th judicial district mm-hmm. is wonderful because we have Montgomery County as well as Robertson mm-hmm. County. So
0: yeah, it's it's a pretty good team. I came to your swearing in and. You know the the courtroom was packed, and and uh, Rob Bateman's swearing, and y'all did it basically at the same time. But that place was packed.
2: They said so, it was the largest one they'd ever had. I bet. Oh, interesting. So, oh, yeah. And it was it was it was stunning when you walk out. You come back from from chambers, and you mm-hmm. walk out, and all of a sudden, I looked around and saw just all the yeah. people, so many people. And, isn't it thank nice you for coming, Charlie?
1: To be that supported. So when we actually interviewed Judge Alita, she told us that one of her favorite type cases to uh, oversee was adoption because she was adopted. Do you Mm -hmm. have a favorite or something that you
2: just really enjoy? (laughs) The adoptions have I started off my Uh first day on the bench. I had the first case was an adoption and I'll never forget it. And even in times of covid where we had to have someone on Mm -hmm. Zoom or WebEx, it really is is so. Just inspiring to see these families and rewarding and it's it's wonderful and you have the litigants come up or not litigants but the parties come up and you take a picture with them and you've changed their life it's it's Mm -hmm. remarkable
1: yeah that's probably the positive part of the job i would imagine yes you need to find some balance there
0: yeah so so you get appointed by the governor and that appointment is for a certain amount of time because you have to be elected at some point so you have correct. to run for an election. Yes. So what's what's your time frame for your appointment and then when is the election?
2: Sure. And that's one of the one of the things that seems like has been a a theme with the appointment process is I know when Judge Ayers got appointed, she had a very quick turnaround for mm-hmm. the election and I believe Judge Alita had a little bit longer. So for for this position, the next the general election will be in August of 2022.
1: Oh, so you got like so a we year. Have
2: well, less than a year. <laughs> less than a year. Yeah. And so the yeah. primary, mm-hmm. we do a primary here in Montgomery County. I believe they're going to do one in Robertson County starting this election cycle. And that will be coming up even sooner. Yeah. So essentially you get in and you put your running shoes on and you're mm-hmm. you're back out at it. Um, so it's a wow. quick turnaround. Yeah. Is it a four? After that, is it four every four years? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: they're, they're, pretty good jobs if you can get them
2: that's right my
0: understanding
2: it's i think it's a very rewarding job yeah. and for me i i loved law school i was one of those people that had their own spot mm-hmm. in the law library because it's it to me the law is interesting it's it's a passion of mine and going through this process yeah. it has been has really ignited that again and i have some interesting cases that i had tried and are at the court of appeals on novel legal issues that i'm waiting to hear back on but just in that in that theme, it is a great job, and it's a great job for those that want to serve the community and also have a passion with the law. Um, well, I forgot what I was going to say now.
0: Well, well I, she said something, and, I, and I'll kind of piggyback on that. We've talked over the last year or two, I don't know when, about serving the community. So take your job out of it. Take mm-hmm. the attorney part uh-huh. out of it and the judge part out of it. What is it in our community that you like being involved in and why?
2: I'm so happy you brought that up because I remember the conversation. I was always inspired by you, Charlie, because uh. I saw how much you did for the troops. And I thought to myself, I'm going to call him. And you know, and we have known each other just mm-hmm. through the years and say, how did you get involved? And you said to me, well, what is it you're passionate about? And I thought, you know, I thought that's a good question because it's great to help, but you mm-hmm. to have that focus is also a, mm-hmm. so what I've found is that my niche is really our rotary club. Yeah. Our rotary club has a lot of events that we do that are kind of behind the scenes. You know, they don't we don't promote too much, just but you know, we have the um the loaves and fishes that we've volunteered with that Raleigh, my daughter, who's eight, comes with me every Thursday morning. I wake her up extra early and she goes to rotary and we sign up for our loves and fishes days and so it's through that that I've really felt pulled to the community and tied to the community and making sure that, that there are projects that mean something to yeah. me and to the community that we can fulfill.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just, I believe in that. You know, it's great to I volunteer, but, you know, what what do you really, what, what event is out there that you say, I have got to be a part mm-hmm. of that and just kind of go and, and not just show up?
2: Right, right.
0: And when you can, so I did the same thing with Lexi, where she would go to some uh, Fort Campbell welcome home ceremonies and, you know, just do some things. The turkeys for Mm troops things that we do in November should come, Mm -hmm. just wave a flag or hand out a turkey or whatever it is. But if we can get our kids involved and get that mind frame, mindset going.
1: I agree. My kids are coming up here Saturday to load a box truck full of all those school supplies Mm -hmm. so they can send them down to Waverly.
0: That's that's what Mm -hmm. we've got to do. We owe it to them to give them an opportunity to figure out what they want to be involved in or how they can help somebody.
1: Well, also, we're all so blessed. And, you know, God has just really Mm -hmm. granted us opportunities. And it's important, too, I think, for our kids to know that that they're really lucky to live the way they live and that not everybody has those things. That is
2: absolutely the truth. When Uh Raleigh went to loaves and fishes and we were, she had a job where she got to pick out which granola bars went in, which Uh basket and box. And she's just kind of looking at it and she's like, Oh, you know, just going through it. And I said, some people don't have, don't Mm -hmm. get to pick. They don't get to go to the grocery store. They're happy to have what they have. Right. And so, um, being able to see that, and I think that's great with mm-hmm. Lexi being able to understand mm-hmm. that we are so fortunate and we owe so much to our military community because mm-hmm. we can sit here today and have conversations thanks to our freedom. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right um, and there's there's enough stuff out there, whether it's military, the rotary, mm-hmm. you know schools, whatever, everybody needs help. Mm-hmm. And promoting their, you know, their needs or whatever. So
1: yeah, I'm really lucky that I work with such an amazing group of people. Like we're because of the resources we have here, we're able to see a need mm-hmm. and go, okay, what can we do as you know media to help? Just like you know, Ryan yeah. called Waverly Emergency management yeah. said, "Where do y'all need help?" And they said, "Well, those schools lost everything." Yeah. That is yeah. that's incredible. so yeah. So I, I'm very blessed. I work with a group of people that have that same yeah. desire I mean, to help.
0: The, the Camp Rainbow deal, yes. I mean that is a huge. Deal that you guys mm-hmm. do so so i guess what we should say to people that take time to listen to this is find your passion and help right. whatever it is there's something figure it out mm-hmm.
1: so, well i want to say congratulations and i am just really impressed and proud of you <laughs> and um yeah, I think you're going to do some amazing things, and I love I love me some Katie. I love me some Sharon. So mm-hmm. you're
2: surrounded by an amazing group of women. Absolutely, and thank you all for giving me this opportunity. I was, I'll say that this was a little nerve wracking. I've never no, done this. Charlie, so and her are easy. <laughs> we're she easy. We're
0: She gets to judge people all the time. <laughs> this know. is easy.
2: This is fun. We've had
1: people tell us they were nervous, and then they remembered, oh, it's just Katie and Charlie, right?
0: Well, <laughs> we're harmless.
1: Yeah, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much.
0: Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.